welcome to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yachts. This is episode 30, and we are reviewing AEW's Full Gear. And I am with Instagram's The Wrestling Superfan. And I'd like to apologize for some of the audio mistakes that are happening. I'm trying to figure them out. Unfortunately, I'm not sure exactly what it is. I may switch to another platform of recording and transfer it over. That way it may be easier with um, with group calls because I'm only having problems with um, two people and usually I'm doing this over the phone. So enjoy the episode. I'm sorry for the audio problems and here you go. Well, we're back. Uh, hey, so I'm back with the wrestling super fan. Uh, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. All right, awesome. All right, so um, I wanted to start with um, the top three matches. What were your top three? Uh, well, my number one match was FTR versus the Young Bucks. That was an amazing match. I loved how their styles clashed, and it's clashed well. Their their uh, chemistry was great in the ring. You got the high flyers versus the technically sound tag team and i me personally i like the technically technically sound tag team i like ftr and you know because of the stipulation i knew that they they wouldn't win but you know still happy with the match great match and the number two would be uh probably my number two match would be uh, eddie kingston versus john moxley that was a very good match eddie kingston is a very good he's a professional um Remind me a lot of uh, Kevin Owens with his passion and everything. And, you know, a lot of people don't know about, you know, um, Eddie Kingston, but comes from New York. But, man, he plays the character well, and he's a character that you can really invest time in and understand, you know, where he's coming from with his character. You know, he's believable in a way. Um, and they have history. Moxley and Kingston have a lot of history, and that played in that if you really, really – paid attention to their story and where they come from. It's like two guys from a hometown who are fighting to be at the top. And even though they're, you know, inside those that inside the squared circle, they're enemies, but outside you can tell they're close friends. It's like a love hate thing. Uh, my last favorite match would be uh hangman page versus Kenny Omega. This is going to be Kenny Omega's year coming up in 2021. I guarantee it. Uh, there's, Better cool. person to face John Moxley and take the title off John Moxley than Kenny Omega. And people have been waiting for Kenny Omega to make his rise. And this is it. 2021 is going to be Kenny Omega's year, the cleaner. I agree. I agree. Uh, my top three, I would say the Young Bucks versus FTR. Awesome match. Uh, after that, I like the TNT Championship, uh, Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes. And the next match for me would probably be the um, Omega versus Page in the finals. So let's move on. Let's go. To, we're going to go from the top to the bottom. So we're going to start with the main event. Moxley defeating Eddie Kingston. A very uh, brutal match with um, thumbtacks. Tons of things. Um, you took a lot of notes. Let's hear your notes, man. Well. I would like to say that Moxley versus Kingston was a, in the words of Jim Ross, Jr. Slobberknocker. 
they're perfect for each mm. other. You know, I know some guys growing up that remind me of these two guys, like playing basketball growing up. Um, you know, I played division one basketball and some guys where I come from played too. And we grew up together as friends, but on the court, totally different story. We were enemies, man. We wanted to compete. We wanted to go at each other. And then off the court, we were friends. And you can tell that, like I said before, you can see that with these two guys. Um, and then, you know, uh, the barbed wire bat from John Moxley, he brings out the barbed wire bat. There was a bunch of blood. Uh, the blood didn't last, you know, it was like they, it was almost like it wasn't real, but, you know, there was there was an image of blood in the beginning. It just they didn't bleed a lot. Um, uh, the Eddie the fans were chanting for Eddie. If you don't if you don't if you can't remember. But Eddie had a support system there. There was a lot of fans chanting for him. Um, bat to Eddie's face. Eddie selling like a pro. Mox got the bat grinding in his face. Suplex counters. It's a great war at this point. And uh Kingston has great facial expressions in the ring. He tells a great story with his facial expressions. Uh, some hard chair shots. You know, Eddie Kingston, man, he's grimy. He's ratchet. You know, people used to say Sasha's ratchet. Well, Kingston's ratchet. Fist with the barbed wire. He wrapped a little bit of barbed wire around his fist, punching uh, spin back fists. I think I think they call it the Arakan, Arakan or something like that with the barbed wire. The Kimura lock with Kingston into the and you know Kingston is just brutal. Mm. Yeah, I mean for me, I I like this match. I like the brutality. I, I've I think I told you off the air that we needed. Uh, I just wanted a little bit more blood. Um, I I like the spot with the um, uh, what is what was it the um, the rubbing alcohol. I thought that was a, a unique spot to to hit something you know. So I haven't really seen that done well. I, I agree with you, the barbed wire and everything. Um, the Garrett wire, as soon as I saw that, that kind of telegraphed the finish for me, so it ruined it a little bit for me. Um, one of the things I liked that this match did is it played off of, they had an amazing promo on on uh, AEW uh, Dynamite, and I thought that really set the stage for what they needed to have was a hard-hitting match. And as soon as the bell rung, you saw John Moxley just come right out of the right out of the gate with these stiff shots, boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I I really enjoyed this match. I, I thought it, I thought it was good. And then at the end, we got the tease of Omega versus Moxley, which was really cool to see um, because I think that's the match everybody wants to see. And as you said at the very beginning, I Omega is probably the probably going to be the guy who defeats uh john moxley i don't think anyone else can and since um i they seem to be very hell-bent on keeping their stipulations which is why i don't think cody rhodes is ever going to cha challenge for the title again i mean that was one of the things um Meltzer brought up is he said that they are very um adamant about keeping the stipulations like if if um the young bucks did not win that was going to be it. They would not win. They would never get the titles again because they don't want to like just do what WWE does and, you know, switch the tie, you know, just break these stipulations that they set up. But overall, I thought Moxley and Eddie Kingston had a brutal uh, brawl. I thought it was good. Let's move on. Um, what do you think of uh, MJF versus Jericho? And the, uh, the thing about this was MJF wins. He gets joined inner circle 
and MJF did win. It's an interesting way he did it. What, what was what were some of your notes? Well, I like Jericho in this match. Um, you know, and I like that he put over MJF. Who knows what story we'll get out of it? But we're all interested interested to find out what the story is going to be. But um, again, Jericho still doing Hurricane Rana's at 30 years old. That's incredible. You know how many matches guy and, like, he's been put on so many bumps <laughs> doing Hurricane Rana's and stuff, man. MJF, 24 years old. What will he be like when he's like 30? He's naturally talented at this. And I think he's going to be one of the next greats in this business for real. As much as we hate him, we love to hate him. He's like a big love to hate guy. Um, and so these two in a match, I was not a fan of their performance that everybody loved so much where they were sitting at the table with the steak and all that. I was not a fan of that. I didn't like it. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I thought that was a little bit too, it's just a little too inside. I don't know if it's inside, but it's just. It's too goofy for wrestling. Like like it, I, I thought it was too goofy. Like, no, I wasn't a fan. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Jericho, again, though, um, taking it back to New Japan, holding the camera, giving the bird to uh, MJF, holding the camera. That takes it back to New Japan. He did that there. And then I remember um, MJF counted a Judas effect into his version of the Fujiwara armbar, the salt of earth. Then Wardlow came out of the ring. Yeah. I, I, I really like the finish that he did there where he puts on the ring. You know, like we, we think he's going to use the ring, but he doesn't use the ring. Jericho's got the bat and he just drops down, yeah. pulls a little Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And then he right. pulled him up, yeah. and I was like, that's "Brilliant!" I mean, what, after after him, after Jericho getting beat that way, why wouldn't you want him in the inner yeah. circle? Although I think that's going to lead to. Um, do you think Wardlow is going to exist well in the inner circle? He seems to me to be like on the verge of becoming like a Batista and just like getting out of there. I definitely think he's going to break away from this whole thing altogether and become a baby face. Who knows, you know, what happens from there. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think. Um, this is what I think. But I think uh, this leads to a split with the whole inner circle. And Jericho and MJF possibly could work together as a team for a little bit. Maybe. Mm. I don't know, because he said in interviews, he kind of keep the inner circle like the four horsemen like he doesn't want them to ever like really break okay. up so i think most we would probably see is like one of them breaking away which i could see like them turn on uh Ward well i can tell you so that he gets i can tell you one person who's going to break away and it's got to be sammy guevara because he does not like mjf so yeah. you got to think that he's going to end up becoming a baby face eventually for sure yeah yeah, no, I I think so. Which, um, yeah, well, we, we're going to get to Sammy Guevara's. I've got a lot of things to say about the next match. Um, any, anything else to say about um about MJF? I mean, it was a pretty clean, straight match. Um, I like. Anything uh, else? No, the chair shot. It was a little different outcome with it. You know, it's always been the same when you see it, but. This time it was a little different outcome, something you wouldn't expect to see. And that's all I got. I thought it was a solid match. Me too. All right. Now we're leading on to a match that I thought I was going to hate, but I ended up liking this match a lot. And that was Elite Deletion 
Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. This was, um, I ended up liking this a lot. I, I thought I was going to hate this, but it was more like what they did in TNA, which was more enjoyable or impact as opposed to what they tried to do in WWE where it, it didn't work to me, but this was more in that realm where it was, it was off, you know, it was um, off the wall and kind of crazy, but it was still kind of grounded in reality. I, I liked that aspect of it. It seemed to be more grounded in reality. What, what, what did you I think? I feel the same way that you did. I thought this was going to be stupid, especially when I saw they were doing this cinematic style match. But this was one of the better ones to me. Uh, they told a good story what they did. Sammy shows up in a golf cart. Vanguard one, then his fate, or Vanguard, <laughs> whatever his name is now, the new Vanguard. He's like, you... Yep. He says oh, yeah, to yeah. Sammy in the camera, like the Terminator, you were dumb AF to come here. <laughs> and then Matt Hardy's monster truck uh, called Straight Jacket squashes the golf cart. Then Sammy gets out and he hits him with the trash can, hits the moonsault off of the truck wheel. And, and then they start wrestling all over the camp compound. I liked it. What, what did you think of uh, the uh, cameo of Gabe oh. Rao? We haven't seen him in so I was so. I, I loved it. I couldn't believe they were allowed to say Gangrel because there's such a hard copyright on that name. But you notice they called him by his real name too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. With the hurricane. Yeah. Also goes by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Matt lit up Sammy in the grass. Sammy covered in mud. He gets. Uh, he throws. Tries to throw him in that in the uh, lake of reincarnation. Gangrel and yeah. Hurricane showed up. Hurricane Helms and Ben Private Party worked on Gangrel, Matt and Hurricane, breaking kayfabe. They were taking some shots at some WWE-related things. Yeah. yeah. He, he, um, he says, well, I couldn't do this till I got to <laughs> <Right>. AEW. <laughs> it's the end of this match. I just thought that was great. <laughs> and because that's what I loved about, like, the original, um, you know, deletion matches and impact was they were kind of like breaking kayfabe yeah. a while. But not the way where it was like, and WWE was kind of like, what is this? This is like another realm of, of reality. You know, I, I like the fact that this was just kind of grounded in reality. It was like, yeah, you know, the hurricane's just been hanging around since the last final <laughs> deletion. <laughs> would Until uh, he could do the match again. And I was like, that was funny. Um, and then he brought his wife back and the pop, Senor. Yes, uh, Senor Benjamin. He's so great. He doesn't have to do anything. He's a Senor Benjamin. Take away. And they cut to him. And the, you could hear the crowd. They just were like <laughs> on their feet for him. It's like, I don't think he ever showed up really in um, in the WWE ones. Like he showed up like one or two times. I don't even know if they called him Senor Benjamin, which I was kind of like. Rebby was never, I don't think, in, in uh, any of the WWE no. ones. I, I Rebby, I was hoping. I mean, I know they can't do it. Was you know, he'd probably get fired or it'd be a legal thing if they had uh, Jeff Hardy show up, but he showed up like in a mask or something. They did, <laughs> like we who that guy is. <laughs> they did. Senor Benjamin had a few appearances in WWE as Senor Benjamin actually, and another part of this match. If you didn't oh, notice did? the background, they did a little art artsy thing. You saw the, a casket. Why was a casket back there? There was the mower of lawns and the chair of wheels, uh, Reba's, uh, Rebby's piano, and some, it looked like an old school birdcage, but I don't know what the hell it was sitting back there. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And and uh, that la- when uh, Sammy took the the uh, the swanton off the uh, off the ladder, I'm like, that looked, that looked hard good. hitting. It did not look a bump at all. Yeah, that was. I mean, like, but but the way it hit like the ring, I was just like, wow. That the Hardys must have like one of those hard rings that like they got rid of in WWE because it was like, ooh, wow. I would not want to take that. And then he. You know, when they dove over the rope, uh, the thing that was the most brutal was that chair shot. Threw it in his face. Like, yeah, threw it in his face. I was like, that's poetic for this whole feud. It started like the edge of the chair, though. It wasn't just the chair. Threw the edge of it right in his eye sockets. Brutal. I was like, I was like, ooh. It looked it, it looked like a gunshot. Like I was just like, ow. <laughs> I mean the um the concerto is easier to you know to fake, but the the thing the shot just his neck, I was just like or his head. I was just like, wow. That looked like and you heard uh, that that was one of the best things about um the, the elite deletion was um Jim Ross gave it like stakes. Like he was like he was selling the carnage. Whereas a lot of the times they just kind of play it off as like, I don't know what we watched. And it was funny. Whereas Jim Ross was like, that was a brutal shot. He, and he sold that. I, I thought that made what happened work better. And one thing I have to say is when they were, um, when they got out to the pickup truck, Sammy Guevara was not in that trash. No, can he wasn't. You could tell. <laughs> I said through it as like, that feels empty. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I said the same thing to myself. A nice spot I liked yeah. about this was uh, when Sammy mocked Jeff uh, Matt Hardy with the delete sign, and then he nailed Matt with Swanton bomb oh, yeah. uh, with a Swanton bomb from the top of that twenty foot ladder. Yeah, that was that was brutal, and yeah, that was a good. Yeah, he did his, do that. I. I just like this match. I, I was so shocked. I thought I was going to hate this. I thought it was going to be like the Boneyard match. And I was just going to be like, what is this? But it was it was pretty good. Um, anything else to say about it till we move on to the probably the best, I think, the best match just of the night? Just to please, please help me take out the trash to the pri- uh, to a private party. <laughs> and that's it. We can move on. <laughs> that's great. Um, all right, so now we're on to Young Bucks versus FTR. What can I say about this match? This was just great. It had stakes. I was like kind of on the edge of my seat. There were there were a couple of falls there where I was like, oh wow, they might actually beat them because uh, I, I just was I was floored. I thought this was a great match. What, yeah, what, this what did is you? Such a treat to fans who really know what real tag team wrestling is, man. Uh, FTR, they're coming out looking like a million bucks in their entrance gear, some new entrance gear we've never seen them wear. It looked like the Young Bucks were the Lakers and uh, FTR were the Celtics, the green and the FTR were wearing and the yeah. purple and yellow the Lakers were wearing. And my favorite team is the Celtics, actually, and my favorite color is green. And I was already rooting for those guys, even though I didn't want to see the Young Bucks not challenge for the titles again. But, yeah. Yeah. Good match. Excellent match. Finally, you know, finally you see a tag team match that actually means something again. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought after that match, I was like, 
they should have closed the show. <laughs> yeah. That was just, just think about this. That was think about like, this. Look at the seat. Like they paid homage to every all the great tag teams. You had the Steiner brothers who were more like FTR yeah. and the Hart Foundation. You know, those FTR did their moves. Then you had the 3D and the twist of fate and the Swanton Bomb from the Young Bucks. Like that was a nice little add in there with yeah. the story they were telling because they're like two, they're the two best tag teams in the world right now. I, I, I just thought it was, uh, I mean, the, the way they worked, you know, just dragging them over. Yeah, yeah. You know? cutting off the ring, cutting off the ring. I love that I, stuff. And I love the little clause where uh, FTR has to use the rope to tag in. They use the little tag rope. Nobody else uses the tag rope. Yeah. That's a nice little add to their, 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 you know, their gimmick. And I and I like the fact he was hurt. He couldn't hit the Meltzer driver. That was that, that was the one thing I was like, I'm like, how when when he was getting like when they took his sock off and like had beaten him, beating his leg in. I was like, okay, how is he going to hit any more moves? It, it reminded me of when uh, uh, Taker got beat up by uh, Triple H at uh, WrestleMania 27, and like he couldn't stand. And I was like, how was that? So that how's show? he gonna win? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you were at that show. That was an awesome I mean, show. That, that, it, it, of, it looked bad on TV, I guess, but in person, it's a great experience. It's just for that match alone. No, what I, I, I even watching at home, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, beating him so bad. How is he? How's he gonna? How's he gonna win? And that's kind of how I felt with this Young Bucks match. It was like, I was like, okay, how are they gonna do this? How are they gonna get to the finish? And when he hit the oh, uh, the wild driver, I thought. It's it, it's over. I mean, is he going to run into the ring and and save it? It was it, I, so many things. I was just like, because I'm one of the things AEW has done is they have they have stuck to their stipulations. So if they do something like this, you're not going. They're going to get out of it. It's like when I heard Dave Meltzer say, it's like no, they are. Cody is never going to get another world championship match. That is like the mandate from the company. And I was like, ah, that's like, if this was WWE, that, that stipulation would have been gone like six months later. And they're still keeping it a whole year in. And they would have done the same thing with, uh, with, with the young buck. So it was like, I was on the edge of my seat. I'm like, I want to see these guys win these, these yeah, championships. Here's another thought, great thing about that match. Wow. The Young Bucks and the Young Bucks were doing mat, uh, wrestling moves to the FTR to FTR's liking. Like they were doing mat wrestling. They were trying to do that. But how about the 450 splash from Cash? The super kick. He did super kicks. Yeah. He did the 450 splash. Like he Cash Wheeler was doing Young Buck moves, and Young Bucks were trying to do a little bit of mat wrestling. It was it was great. They, they they told a great story of it. Like FDR came in and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna one up you, Young Bucks." And Young Bucks are like, "Nah, uh, we're gonna one up yeah, you." They on lost because they game. doing flips and fists. That's not what I, they do best. <laughs> Just kidding. And then they did, uh, and then the the uh, the double sharps uh, sharpshooter spot. I was like, that was good. And I I, I like the way the Young Bucks do the sharpshooters. They kind of. Uh, because they do it similar to Bret Hart. It, it's not the like um, kind of the way the rock pulls it away. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, I know he's doing it to kind of like add his own flavor to it, but it just looks not that painful. And I, I like the way the young bucks, you know, they would sit and they down do and, you know, I, they I don't always, do it. 
family. They do it in stereo. I like that. Yeah, and that was this was so good. I I I was like I was amazed. I was like these guys. I want to see another. I want to see a rematch like the next pay per view because they were that good. I mean, I I they can do that. They'll probably do a rematch probably on the maybe the Thanksgiving show. That would probably be a smart way to do um to do a rematch with the FTR and versus the Young Bucks. But um, it was. It was really good. I, I mean, for, for, you know, the build wasn't as well as I'd like, but the yeah. match, wow. Yeah, so the end, they ended with uh, Cash uh, hits the super kick, and then he gives the two sweet, and then two birds, and then yeah. super kick, Cash, and then, you know, yeah. Matt and uh, Matt super kicks, and then the Bucks become the champs. I mean, it was... Uh, so great, and and I I loved I loved the selling of it. Like you you didn't feel like you know he wasn't hurt. There was there was something about the way he was selling the leg. It, it reminds me of how uh, Okada and and Tanahashi will sell a leg. You know, like Tanahashi will hit that dragon screw, and you know, like mm-hmm. you feel it. Felt the same with I the young bucks. Love like, when they work on one particular body part, and that's why I'm a huge fan of Let the Hitman Heart. Because it's so strategic, like it's realistic. You work on one body part, and then you tell the story from there. It's I, I love when they do that. Yeah, no, I mean he, I, I always would have loved to have seen uh, Bret Hart like do a Hell in a Cell match, because it would have been so unique and different than any other Hell in a Cell we've seen. Like he wouldn't rely on spots; he'd find a way to make mm-hmm. the cage the weapon, like like he did with. Um, like he would do like um, in a no holds barred match, he would use like the ring as 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 a as a weapon, as opposed to let's just go to a bunch of weapon shots and we'll call that a match. Uh, but yeah, this was just before we go on to so good. Match, um, um, probably- let's talk. Let's talk a second about uh, Dustin Rhodes announcing a buck a bunkhouse match on Dynamite. I remember yeah. Bunkhouse Buck in WCW. It's kind of like a yeah. throwback to him. The Nightmare family is going to face, I guess, I think it's Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. They're going to face Butcher and the Blade. Yeah. That should be a good match. I mean, I, I love the uh, the one, the, the private party match they had with the, um, uh, man, I keep forgetting their names. Uh, the, the guys uh, proud the and Powerful. Proud and Powerful. A hard hitting match, and I'm like, that's what I like about AEW when they have these hard hitting matches, they mean something. They're not just let's do a gimmick match for the sake of doing a gimmick match. You feel them, yeah. and they're different. And I, I, I just appreciate that. Um, anything else to say about the that's Young Bucks it, man. versus FDR? The, the, my favorite match right there. Great tag team wrestling. Uh, perfect story told from a wrestling, a tag team wrestling standpoint, and all ways that you look at it. To me, yeah, mine too. Uh, all right, so now we're getting well. Hikaru Shida versus uh, Nyla Rose. Uh, Shida retains. What do you think? Sorry to say match? that I did not pay much attention to this match. I actually got a phone call and I wasn't paying much attention. Me too. You know, even though I really like Hikaru Shida, she's a good. She's great. But I, what's what are they getting at with this women's division? You know, you get Nyla Rose get screamed at by Vicky Guerrero, and then she's just like, "Oh my!" Oh, she actually like she's scared of Vicky. 
when she should have been she should have been having Vicky picking yeah, her teeth up off the floor or something. Like eh, it's a throwaway match for me. This was the bath, the only bathroom break. This is your intermission right here. As much as I respect the and you know the women, yeah. I, yeah. they just don't. Yeah. It just doesn't click with me. The problem is they they need more like really good women wrestlers to have this kind of these kind of matches that they want to have. That's why they got to get yeah. a Tessa Blanchard. They've got to get. They've got to get somebody that they can, somebody that Hikaru Shida can, you know, face and have, have those classic matches, kind of like what Bailey was for for Sasha Banks. They were, you know, Charlotte. You know, they had these this group of four that they could build around, and everybody else could like get better. And then they added Oscar and stuff, and that's what I think. Um, I think that's what they need in, in AEW because, I mean, Hikaru Shida's good, but she's like the only one that's really good. And everybody else is just kind of good, and you can kind of see that. I mean, they're not diva men. It's just full of a bunch of women you know, that are not well-seasoned. They're they're still green. There's a, f- a roster full of yeah. still of green women that have potential. And that's the thing. That's a building process yeah. with AEW. WWE's got that on lock. That's the best thing. That WWE has going for themselves, but AEW is building on that. They're trying to develop that. They don't have that quite yet. Yeah, I mean that's why I think I, I know she's got her problems, but if you can mend those problems, you could. She could be like the heel in the Talk division that could bring everybody up. Yeah, she's like the Tessa, she's like yeah, China she, of this generation, yeah. but with more wrestling skill. And yeah, with a with, uh, history and her legacy, but actually, yeah, I mean, I I think that's what's missing is they just need they just need a couple more. Uh, I'd like to see them get um, what's her name? Uh, what was her name? The one that did that funny dance with Santino. Emma. Uh, Emma. She's wage. Uh, name's uh, Tennille Dashwood. Yeah, Emma. Yeah, Tennille Dashwood. I think she would be a good addition because she yeah. could, you know, they could do do more. They just yeah. need more people who can work. I mean, maybe they Paige because Paige will probably not work with yeah, WWE. Not what's been going on with that switch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so yeah, we're done with this match. Uh, so let's move on to the TNT Championship: Darby Allen versus Cody Rhodes. Darby Allen beats Cody Rhodes in a in a hard hitting match. What you think? I thought of it was match? a good match. It was a solid match. Darby Allen showing how quick he is. He's quicker than a hiccup. A little JR right there, man. And uh, Cody just yeah. got frustrated with him and couldn't put him away. He wouldn't stay down. And then eventually, crushed, uh, Cody's frustration got the best of him. And I knew this was how it was going to end. When I saw the roll up sequence, I knew this was this was the end that Darby was about to win. They did a little roll up sequence, and the match was over. But they did a good job of teasing a lot of near falls that I thought, like, when he hit the uh, thing off the top, I thought that was it. And, you know, they, they did a lot of things that, and you know, Again, let me just say this. Things. Cody um, working a body part. He had that hammer lock. He worked that hammer lock the whole match. Yeah. Worked on that arm, that left arm. And I love, I love when they tell stories like that, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what gets you invested because then you're like, oh, he how's he gonna hit that move if if he's that hurt? You know, it 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 adds that dimension to the match that you just don't get if they just get up and go, okay, I'm fine. 
I'm like, I, I want to see them selling the body part and then trying to figure out a way to get into it. Christian was very good at that in WWE. You'd see him like get like hurt his leg or something. And he would work that whole thing throughout the whole match. And you could, you can feel it. And, and I want to feel that when they're, you know, I, I want to be like, how's he going to win? You know, as opposed to, okay, now it's time yeah. for my Superman spot. And then, you know, Cody, <laughs> let's not forget that uh, uh, Justin Roberts announced Cody tonight, not as Cody, but Cody Rhodes. He forgot the right to his name back. And then I on know. top of that, we get Mike Kyoto calling this one, which I love Mike Kyoto. I don't know why they even got rid of him. Noted that. What, you, oh, yeah, you're right. Mike Kyoto did, did call them that. So I guess he's now working he's got with some kind uh, of deal with them going. With that's AEW. not the first time he's worked wow. with them. So is Earl Hebner. He's worked a few matches here. Uh, Arn, you got Arn Anderson coaching Cody yeah, from the outside, telling him to muscle him around because Darby was just working his speed all over Cody. And then that was when the hammer lock took over. And I like that, you know, after it was over, you know, Cody, you know, he showed, you know, the sportsmanship, you know, here he is holding up. He's like, take it. You, you won. I kind of wanted them to hold that moment more. I understand they wanted to do an angle afterwards, but you know, I kind of wanted him to just have that moment. What, what did you think? Do you think they needed the, um, yeah. the attack? See, I love, I like the ending too. And I agree. It was a good moment. And you can tell that Cody is very, very invested in the wrestling business and just trying to make guys like he's, he's more worried about, making people than becoming a champion as he kneels and hands the title to Darby Allen. It's a great match and Darby deserved it. Just like those fans were chanting. And then, then you get Taz coming out and saying he's tired of the hugs and tears and tells them to take their BAs to the back. And then they're ambushed by Ricky Starks and Brian cage. And, you know, you know, I respect Brian cage and Ricky Starks. I like, you know, I'm not really much of a fan of Ricky Starks. I don't know his look. I just don't like his look. It's not, He's not a good wrestler, but I just don't like the way yeah, he no. looks. Yeah. At one point when he was, uh, he came in kicking or whatever. I thought he was kicking uh, his <laughs> partner for a minute there, <laughs> and I was like, did he get confused? Yeah. What, what was with the tug of war little tease thing they did there, and then Taz took the title away? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was. A, a tease or whatever and like, doesn't um what's his name what's his name uh the, the machine what, what do they call uh, him they again call the machine, what's his brian name cage. <laughs> brian yeah brian cage yeah that was it um yeah doesn't he have a title already he's got the uh, the ftw which the, they've from, proven uh, that that title still yeah, doesn't mean yeah. nothing <laughs> it meant way more back in ECW with Taz. I, you know, Taz introduced because he was like nobody would face him, like he couldn't get a world championship with Shane right, Douglas. But it, so he's it, like, right, it worked then; it's not working right now. No, they haven't. Well, they haven't focused on it enough. I think he's done a lot of his. You know who should have that belt? Dark and, I'm sorry. Let let Lance Archer take that what? belt from him. He'll make it be worth something. Yeah, that would be a good a good feud. They yeah, could just, the only thing is they both heal. Lance Storm, if you saw that pro, <laughs> or um, I said Lance Storm, Lance Archer, you saw that promo tonight with Jake Roberts, where they're they're outside somewhere like in an alley, in a dark alley somewhere. Man, that was great. Jake's a snake, Robert, a, such a gem for a manager. Oh my I gosh! Like, 
Speaking of backstage stuff, I got to talk about that Miro oh, yeah. and best friends thing. Why is like a goof? He needs to be a serious character. He looked not great a, in the ring, but then he's got this storyline, and I hate his music. I'm the best man, like yeah, in the arcade. Yeah, he he fits. In, he, fits. Just, he fits in there. Yeah, I, like I he's don't. he's very believable in the ring, but then you they put him with Kip Sabian. But let's. You know, let's be patient here because you know this is going to end up going sour eventually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's just, I, I don't know. I would use him better, right? I, I'd use him more as the muscle, you know. Although I guess since they've already got two guys doing that same gimmick, I guess in some ways it's probably better for him to do kind of yeah. do it differently. I don't know. I, speaking I'm, of, I'm kind of speak- iffy on that. Speaking of Rusev right. and, so, uh, Rusev yeah, and his love for games, how about AEW announced that this Tuesday at 6 p.m. they're going to have AEW their first game? I wait. I cannot wait. I am hoping it's going to be the announcement we're all hoping for, which oh. is the return of the No Mercy engine and guys making it. I, I think that's what. Because I know that uh, Omega said he's been working. Him and Cody were like really working on trying to get that, get those guys back. I saw that the a few years ago, and I hope that too, because that's my favorite wrestling game of all time. And I would love to have that on the next gen system in a modern day form with those guys. You imagine, you know, having that No Mercy, and then and imagine the creative characters you can create, you know, and like. Oh man, it's gonna be! I can't wait. I'm like, I'm getting so excited. That is gonna be so no. cool because they're not gonna disappoint us. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do a press conference if they were gonna just do like I don't know if you ever bought the TNA game, which was just that was hard. I had it. <laughs> I tried to play. I was like, why is this game so difficult to play? This is awkward. It sucks. It's corny, and then I didn't play it anymore. <laughs> It, we thought, yeah, I played it like one day and I was like, why did I buy this game? Can, can I we can this tr- There's a lot of gamers uh, in that AEW like- company, so that's something good. Uh, we know that that game is going to be worth something. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be like uh, the WWE game they got today where, like, exactly. what are they, bosom buddies? I'm like, I'm not buying that. <laughs> yeah, Battleground, and it's just like, like no. This is not what we want. I we know you messed up the last game because the guys left and you guys just let a company that had no idea what they're doing just take the same thing. Hmm. And like, look, we can do it too. No, you you messed it up. Like that that game. Like if you go to YouTube and watch the glitches for uh, what is it, two K twenty? It's just I've never played that game. <laughs> it's just off. Where uh, where Charlotte like won the match and she's yeah. not even in the ring. <laughs> what is that? All right. Move on to the last match. Uh Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page. I love the intro that he keeps doing. Uh it reminds me of uh Running Man, that movie with the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger with the uh with the cleaner girls coming out and everything. It feels yeah, so. I don't like understand TV. that though. They could do without that for the cleaner character. Yeah, no, but I, I think the whole idea is like, you know, that he hasn't turned heel yet. But I think that's 
I think that's the angle we're we're building towards, where he's gonna lay out. Um, hey, before you out start on this, you, we have you forgot about uh, Orange Cassidy, <laughs> John Silver. Oh yeah, I've got that written down. You're right. Let's go back. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I wrote that on the side here. Yeah, Orange Cassidy versus uh, John for Silver. Uh, Cassidy wins. Um, this was a good match. Um, I, I thought that they, they showed. Think? That John Silver can go. Uh, John Silver has some talent. It's too bad that they don't have a cruiserweight title in AEW, and they, it's pretty much impossible because most of the roster is full of cruiserweights. But if I if they could have a cruiserweight division, he'd be one of those guys that would stand out in it. And uh, you know, he. I think they want to stay away from the cruiserweight. They can't have it in AEW because every just... most of the guys are too small. But what I'm saying is, if yeah. they did do something like that. He would be able to hold a title. I can't see him holding a title right now unless it was some gimmick title, which AW should not, you know, venture after. Um, but he definitely has talent. I don't watch BTE too much because it's just too much out there to watch, and it's just my priorities. But I hear a good yeah, lot of good things thing. about him, and I've seen what people are talking about just watching him in the ring and what I've seen from him lately. Uh, they're putting him in the spotlight a little bit more, and he he showed that he could be entertaining tonight. He, he's over. People love him, so I'm like, I'm like, he's not my favorite, but you know, he gets a reaction. People like him. I'm like, go with it. I'm always like, if the fans are reacting to something, go with it. Don't do what WWE does, which is like, let's just kill it, or let's do it like let three it or months later and burn, burn it itself out organically. I like that. Um. Exactly. Let it let it happen. If it if it's real, you know. It'll sustain, like yeah. Orange Cassidy's sustaining. I mean, they they made a great decision not like doing anything with them at first and just having him kind of like be this, be the uh, what is it, um, the best friends, yeah. uh, you know, guy there, and that kind of gets to go on his own. I, I it, it's interesting. He he makes it work. It's not my favorite thing, but people like it, and I'm like. Go with it. I I would rather see I, – I like seeing a roster full of guys that are all over and are doing different stuff, and I applaud mm-hmm. that with AEW. So, Bottom Anything line, say I say that this match? match was intended to showcase John Silver's abilities. Orange Cassidy for the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, back to uh, – this was a good, big. solid match. I think these match? guys have very good chemistry together, and they show that they can do a lot more in the ring together. This match was not the best match that they could put on, and I, you can see that. This match was a good, solid match, but these guys could put on matches at different levels. And we saw, you know, you could see great things for these guys. Yeah. I think it's a rivalry that we will be seeing for years to come. It's going to make Hangman Page. It's going to help Kenny Omega in the long run to, for these two guys to be a long-suited rival. Do you think we're going to get uh, another Omega uh, Page match like in November, December before he faces Moxley? Or do you think he's going to be like the first guy that challenges Omega when he wins the title? Or do you think he's the end destination to the guy that actually mm, beats You know, Omega there's a lot the of scenario. Wrestling's so subjective and it could go any of those ways. But what I think is, is that Hangman Page and Kenny Omega are going to have a match on Dynamite. 
before the next pay-per-view and they're gonna tear the house yeah. down you think about Pac versus omega how big that felt for us when they were on view and then they went on and put on a huge 30 minute yeah. iron man match on dynamite that's one of the like that was like a great moment and uh, so i think that yeah. omega is gonna face him again on his road but hangman page is not gonna stop kenny omega from being the man in 2021 yeah I, one thing I kind of want Paige to like kind of snap out of is the drunk thing. I, I think it, I thought it was cute for a while, but now it's like, okay, I, I want to see him th- get a little bit. I, I don't want him to be like Orange Cassidy <laughs> where it's like you throw a drink in his so, face. and he just It's definitely overdone. They did an interview on Dynamite <laughs> where Paige was sitting with, I think it was JR or somebody interviewing, and he was drunk. It was like the middle of the day. It was pre-recorded. Then he comes out on the show at like nine o'clock and he's got a drink. Like he would be wasted. Like just drop it already. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah, it's just kind of like, I like the drink thing for a little while, but I don't want it to like consume his whole personality where like, he's just a drunk, you know, that that's my, uh, my, my only problem with, with kind of hangman page because he's so great in the ring but then you know he's doing these like like promos where it's just kind of like what is he doing now speaking of promos did you see the um the promo for Pac? i, I actually that missed that i saw parts really of it but cool. i was occupied with something he i know he had like a bunch of figures of him in the background or something while he was talking but i didn't get to see it yet They filmed it like really well. I don't know. It, it, it looked very cinematic. I was I was really impressed. I was like, that was pretty cool. Maybe the, um, he's the guy that uh, Paige is going to fight for a while. But uh, Pac. Well, after Omega and Paige, because Omega's got to get to you know. I think the heel turn is going to come from uh, him, him attacking. Which Pac should be a heel. I, I think. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Testing it. Like he's kind of teasing it, but like he hasn't done anything like dastardly where it's like, I thought at the end of this night, he was going to, he was going to lay. But let's, uh, let's talk about the last match and then we'll, we'll talk about the, uh, the very ending of the pay-per-view. Um, so the NWA title, Serena D versus uh, Alice. Uh, uh, Alice pronounce her name. <laughs> Allison Cat, yeah, and uh, Serena wins. You watched this and match. It started off with some nice, what, what, what you know, you Matt think? wrestling by Serena Deeb to start off the match. You could tell who the veteran was in the match. Uh, Kay had some different, uh, some decent power moves. Yeah. Um, Serena Deeb, she's a solid worker. Something about the match, though, it felt flat. Transition seemed slow, and it didn't tell any type of story with their wrestling. It was almost like a, uh, like you're in the performance center or something, and training, doing a training match or something. I've never seen one, but that's what I imagine it's like from watching the match. That's kind of feel like a lot of the matches in AEW kind of feel like is they kind of feel like you're watching them practice. When the match after matches. the match was over, Deeb she retained and Rosa um, Rosa comes out. Yeah, she came out claiming her desire oh, to regain the title. Um, overall, the match was just there, solid wrestlers, but the match was just flat. Uh, but um, Rosa, she's a star. I love her. The, the only problem I've got is, okay, I want Rosa to come out and, like, face Kikuro Shida. I really don't want her, you know, 
I really don't want to see angles for the NWA women's title, you know, with with girls that they kind of need in the main event, yeah. in, in their Thunder main Rosa. card. With the Thunder title, Rosa, you know? she, I wished, I had wished that she took the title from Hikaru Shida in that last show where they faced each other. Cause she's, she just came off instantly. I, yeah. I watched NWA when it first started on YouTube and then I lost track of it and I didn't get to see the run there. But from, from this first time I saw her and the first time I saw Carl Sheeta, they both caught my eye and I like both of them, but I wanted to see Thunder Rosa take both titles because she was from another company and it would have been interesting. Yeah, that would, that would have been interesting. All right, so that's uh, AEW full, full gear. I thought this was their best. Um, yeah. I thought this was their I'm best. Some other side things that I love from this time. was there was a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling references in this. They mentioned in yeah. the uh, Kenny Omega Hangman Page match, they mentioned the match with Okada. They mentioned the match with Hangman Page between Kenny Omega at Wrestling Don Taco. Uh, Don Callis on commentary. He did commentary in Japan with JR. Um, yeah, it just feels like, yeah. and there were some other New Japan references in this show. And uh, you know, they got a new president. And I would just love how amazing would it be if they really, really did a real partnership like back in the day with WCW did. I, uh, here's, here's the scenario I think might happen is um, sometime you know, because um, well, I, I feel like Jay White is on his way to getting his run with the uh, IWGP uh, championship, like a real run. And I'm thinking Omega is going to be the champion. And one of the two are going to show up on the shows or and challenge. And we're going to have like um, champion versus champion, not not title versus title, but, you know, the, the two champions uh, in facing. Or they could do something like with where Okada comes down there. But I feel like, yeah, yeah. you're right. It, it's inevitable, and I think it's happening. I think needs are, are happening. Uh, one thing that's interesting is the next uh, AEW pay-per-view is not till February 27. 27th. That's uh, – yeah, a February 27th. That's oh, okay. like four well, months away. You were, so. <laughs> it's funny because you Man, said 27. I'm thinking – February 21 and then you said 27 like 2021 yeah yeah 2027 like what David yeah the next pay <laughs> years yeah <laughs> but some other things real quick uh, that I want to touch on about that main event the uh power yeah. bomb on the outside was brutal the tiger driver 98 looked like he broke his neck the uh dead eye looked like he broke his neck <laughs> well, there's some brutal spots in that match that hangman yeah yeah no, they worked they worked hard but i was just like i kind of wanted them to have like 30 minutes and not it was like perfect for an opener I don't know, how though. long did they go for the opening spot on the show like, perfect to get you it, going perfect. but i, I want to see but them, you like, know it's coming though show, you know steal a lot more matches match. and they're gonna be all awesome oh no it's Now, we got at the end of this show, Omega came out. He didn't lay out Moxley, but he basically said, I'm coming for your title. And uh, I thought I thought that was I thought that was good because, I mean, that that's the match everybody wants to see. Moxley versus Omega. They one of the great things about AEW is they protected these matches like they didn't just run through yeah. Mox and Omega. We've only seen it once. 
No, it, it you know they they you know they didn't run through Mox versus Jericho twenty times. We've seen it once, and and I like that. It, you know they they've they've got a deep enough roster where they can protect the guys, and you don't have to just like you know, okay, let's do this three times in a row. You know, so I thought this was a great pay-per-view and I think they've, they've led, they planted seeds for the next one. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, versus Omega, they've already Omega. had their history from the start. Uh, so this storyline continuing later on makes sense. And like I said, it makes sense that John Moxley loses the title to Kenny Omega in the future. And there's no better person to take the title off of him and to build Kenny Omega 2021. Once again, like I said, the year of the cleaner. I agree. I agree. It's, it's perfect. Uh, moving on. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, New Japan. So Jay White defeats uh, Kota Ibushi for the uh, – for the briefcase, I don't think that's ever happened. They've never really had somebody win the G1 and then, like, the guy lost, like, the bo- the briefcase. So that's kind of historic. So I think Jay White is on his way to defeating Naito at, at Wrestle Kingdom. I think that's where we're – I think that's where we're headed. I mean, Naito could defeat him, but the way they present Jay White, he, he feels like Okada when he started coming into New Japan. They protect him. He barely does any jobs, and he's always like around in the main event. I definitely I agree with you 100%. What do you think? The way that they built Jay White, they've made him look strong, even though he's lost a lot recently. But you look at how he's evolved. He's changed his body. He's got a different look. He looks more like a star now. He, I, I, I buy into him even more now. At first, I didn't buy him as much. I saw that he had talent. Kind of reminds me of a Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus a Triple H for New Japan. Uh, uh, Kota Bushi won the G1 yeah. two years in a yeah. row, and I think only two other people did that, or one other person has done that, something like that. And he won last year, and then out of nowhere, Kota loses to Jay White. It's just, it has to be. And Naito, Naito, we all know Naito's runs and how they've been recently, and I could just totally see Jay White beating Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. And who knows, though? New Japan is the company, that main company that you just can't tell what they're really going to do. Yeah. I, I didn't see this coming. And I didn't even see the show, but this is just what I've seen just from, you know, browsing the Internet and social media and stuff like that. But um, I definitely could see that Jay White walks out of the Wrestle Kingdom as the champion. I, th- I think I think that's the way to go. Give him a year long run. And he's like one of the perfect guys to like in hit, take the bullet club and invade amazing and you know something else i think I could that see would be a great storyline evil who was the man and then jay white takes back over the throne they get in a rivalry there's some tension between the bullet club and then you've got some little side feud it's not going to break up the bullet club but it's well they well they teased that when uh jay white came out in the main event where between evil and um and Naito, and he acted like he was going to do the uh, the Blade Runner to, yeah, to him, and then he did it to, to Naito. But Koto, uh, you know, kind of r- ran him off. Um, but yeah, I, it, 
Yeah, it seems like we're going to have something like that. But I think the Bullet Club invading AEW, like, now that I think about it, <laughs> that would be, that would be like, a dream come that, true, man. That That's like so a cool. perfect world right there. That's the way to do it. You know, throw throw out that scenario I said there. Have Jay White come in and be like, you know, you guys say you're the best. You're the elite. Well, I ran the elite out. So I thought I'd come here and face you, Kenny Omega, champion. Yeah, you know, think about Kenny, guys that you, you would know, see going from, the, to Japan to so AEW. Cool. Think about G.O.D. going to AEW and beating up tag teams over there. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, G.O.D., they're top tier. They're one of the teams out there dude that oh man man that, that's getting me excited I, I hope they do I really want to see that do the invasion although I'd like to see them do it kind of in June because I think we'll probably be have bands back you know and what better way almost right around what when did the NWO start that came in uh, 96. So this would be 2021. 15. So I don't know how many years is that? You know, in something like that. Have them, uh, have them come in and and Man, I, I just think that's no, the way. You know, everybody's turning the channel to AEW. Then if they don't, even if people don't know, I don't see why they wouldn't because they feel the buzz. That's that's what they need. They need that buzzing moment where you go, ooh. That's different. That's like, that's got everybody talking. And that would be something there where like, man, if they do it right, which I think AEW can do it right. You know, you know, if they did in WWE, you know, if you looked at retribution. They couldn't they, even, they didn't they even, couldn't even do it for any, two months. That's terrible. <laughs> they killed it. It's like the worst way to do it. What is with this company? Can they just not do an invasion? I mean, it's like the easiest storyline in the book. It's it's created so many territories. You can look at ROH and CZW. You can look at you know ECW when uh, Jim Cornette came in. You know, it, it always works. The only place it doesn't work is WWE. They messed it up when Ric Flair came down there. They had the real world champion. And they couldn't make it work. <laughs> it's just amazing. And it's like, but that's the way to go. Bullet Club invades AEW. That that's the way they gotta do it. Man. That, oh man, I'm getting got excited. To do it. <laughs> As it happened. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's the main things that happened in uh, in New Japan. Oh, and uh, Will Osprey came out in um I, I think Okada challenged Will Ospreay, and so they're going to fight at um, at Wrestle Kingdom, and that will be an amazing match because Will Ospreay, I think Will Ospreay is going to be like the Kenny Omega for um, to uh, Jay White's Okada, like the guy that comes up, you know. You, you didn't he's another guy him, I'd love to see wrestling so AEW and Kazuchika Okada is my favorite New Japan pro wrestler. He's one of the best in the world. And how awesome would it be to see him just make one appearance in an AEW ring against a Kenny Omega or Jericho or anything? That match, if if they get Okada, Okada. Yeah, I don't know Omega if they'd agree five. to do that. Japan that's, probably that's wants that match. They... You're not going to steal our thunder. 
that's where they got to do something where it's like, okay, we'll do one and we'll, you'll do, you know, and you'll do one. Like they do yeah, one in uh, AEW and then the next and it's one. It's not going like to hurt Russell AEW Kingdom. at all. That, yeah, they would, they would give that, but man, those two are just, oh man, they've, they've got to partner up. They're, they're perfect for each other. So many guys could, I mean, can you imagine a Northern Ram shot on anybody in, in uh, AEW? Man, work so good. Oh, so good. And I like that um, AEW's kind of taken the um, the idea. AEW's kind of taken the New Japan uh, route with the stables, where you know you've got Chaos and you've got Bullet Club and you've got Lij. And I like that. It's not this. It's not necessarily like an NWO stable where they're like always hanging around together. But I like the idea of having these stables. It it, it helps get guys over, and it just I don't know. It works. Um, all right. So those are the good things. Now we're going to move on to the bad things. Uh, we'll talk about Raw. Uh, the only thing that happened is Braun Strowman uh, qualified for the. Survivor Series match that I could care less about. Uh, Matt Riddle wasn't on the show, which shows how insane they are. And uh, Drew McIntyre defeated um, Miz and Morrison, who are just like jokes. And the Fiend laughed, and that was the show. (laughs) I love WWE. I love them. But if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be a fan. But what they're doing right now is just a joke. They need to evolve. They they do need to evolve, but that's not happening until Vince McMahon leaves. <laughs> uh, to uh, SmackDown, this was a little bit better. Uh, they started the show with Sasha. And I thought Bayley. it was a good match, I but I knew who was going to win because of think? the way Bailey was selling everything. Oh, she can't hold a title after her. She loses the title on her first defense every time, so you knew it wasn't happening again. I, I the announcement they, they telegraphed everything oh my god it's gonna be nope you know like like you almost know as soon as they say that that's the match away even you already know (laughs) i know it's so bad uh baron corbin fought uh ray mysterio or king corbin Uh, i call him boring corbin as a wrestler i respect him he's gotten better i just don't (laughs) he just doesn't appeal to me uh, he, he's born. The, the last time he had great matches was with the um, the guy who was also wasn't on the show, Chad Gable, who has finally so dropped the forty even, G. They even bought a trademark for that. So dumb, and never <laughs> like somebody <laughs> that. Yes, I want the shorty G gimmick. Had uh, a uh, J. Defeated uh, Owens after they had an altercation because he said something about him while he was um, having coffee. Because so many great feuds have <laughs> happened where they're discussing coffee. All I think about was uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, Kane, where he spilled coffee on him. <laughs> he just flipped out like he's like, "Sorry, champ." But this was not that. This was uh, Jay versus uh, Owens. I like the idea where um, Ray um, um, Roman said to Paul, 
That's why I hired you. You're supposed to take care of all my you, things. It's got that's Paul Hammond's like his whipping boy. <laughs> yeah, he really is. He's his agent, his publicist, and his manager all in one. He's like, you take care of all I my things. I would just problems. let Jimmy and I don't, I don't know when Jimmy's coming back. But I wish they would just let those two guys just all flat out be genuinely with Roman and be badass heels, and that's it. They would bring back uh, Jacob Fatu. I wish yeah. they would get Jacob Fatu yeah, you're to talking be about. in this group. That from MLW, Rowan like, Dynasty. Get them, get them in there. You know, it's yeah. They the way they're doing. It, I, I'm sorry, but the only the only end game I see with this uh, angle is the Rock. I I don't see how else the they can do it. They keep bringing up I the tribal chief. chief thing. He's the only other. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be like, you may be the head of the table, me, <laughs> but I'm the chief. It would be great. I'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, it would, it would like, make Roman. How great it'd be! I mean, what what else? Who else is this going to be? I I hear uh, Dave said that uh, the next guy uh, Roman is going to feud with is Daniel Bryan, which will be good because he he'll work off well with them. You know, the, the, the guy that gets everything versus the guy that had to work for it. But this is the thing about it. It's going to be a good match, but we already know what the outcome is going to be. Yeah. Um, how about um, Aaliyah Mysterio? Yeah. Dominic no, Mysterio, it's... Ray Mysterio, and this whole Buddy Murphy thing. I hate it. She's 19 years old, and he's like 33 years old. Uh, it makes no I... sense. It's stupid. And her acting is terrible. It's so dumb. And they just threw her. They just threw her to the sharks. There, sink it's or so swim. Bad. I, I hate. So bad. It's so hey, just think bad. about how long this storyline's been doesn't... going on between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Uh, this is go back all the way. Just think about how long ago the eye thing. Oh, I think <laughs> he lost. He lost his eye. Like, why would he? And that's the thing. He lost his eye, and like, he's not even that mad about it. Like, he, like you would be like wanting to kill. On top that of that, guy. that idea and was stupid to like, begin well, with, and it goes back to like the last WrestleMania. It was almost a year ago, and this it's not worth it. The storyline is not worth. It. I don't know. It might. It just feels like it was at least is that, that where, long. Is that where it came from? I, I, It feels like forever. And Dominic, the more and more I see him with his father, he just feels like, yeah. you know, Ray's kid. Like, he's never going to get out from under that. Just Ray's kid. And I'm sorry, he just doesn't look like a wrestler. <laughs> he looks like, a, if you want to talk about my daddy a does it. wrestler. I'm going to be my daddy for Halloween. Wrestler. He, yeah. <laughs> he looks like, no, he looks like the guy, like, uh, on SmackDown uh, versus Raw, or like here comes the created him, and you created and intended to be Rey Mysterio's son. Before you would change him, <laughs> but apparently he wants to be Prince Mysterio and yeah. wear a mask in his real career. So I'm not gonna count the kid out just yet. As of right now, you're right. <laughs> it wrestled with two Maybe eyes. Maybe they can blind him, and he'll. Uh... <laughs> I have to too blind. They can be the blind men. 
two blind guys. Oh man, WWE is just oh, so bad. Yeah, I mean, um, oh, here's another guy who wasn't on the show. Um, and I read Meltzer said the reason he wasn't on the show was because uh, creative didn't have anything for him, and that was Big E. And I'm like, what do you mean you don't have anything for if him? They were, if they the were going to break New Day up like and make Big E a single guy, they should have well. already had a plan for him. They shouldn't be work off the whim now. That's not going to work. But they don't have a plan. <laughs> the only thing I think they have a plan for is the tribal chief, which remi- which makes me well, what's think. What's the Rock doing in the movies? That's right got to be the COVID. Rock because that's the only thing they would plan for. Yeah, so I mean, you know, bring him down. Yeah, you know, come on down. Um, so. Survivor Series, we're going to get I'm the fine uh, with it. farewell. I, I think he deserves that. What he you, deserves what whatever that? that he wants. If that's what he wants, that's what he wants. It's not It's not our moment. He made that moment. He made us. He made himself. Yeah, we made him, but Undertaker deserves anything that he wants. And I always wanted to see his last match be it where he started the Survivor Series. But I'm okay with it being just some kind of farewell. Hopefully they do it right. I would think they, they would do it right, seeing that this is the Undertaker. They're doing this whole month thing on network with him so i think it's going to turn out to be good it has to close the show it wouldn't be right how would you not close the show show with that if you're going to advertise that as the undertaker and i know that oh it's not about the old guys it's about the new guys We've got, we've got Roman Reigns <laughs> right. versus Randy Orton. We've never seen that's that match. That's a weird matchup. I'm okay with it. I'm fine with that match. But it's just weird because they're both heels, and they're the way that they're being heels. Yeah, fake booze. Both and I hate the whole thing in the I mean, Thunderdome with the thumbs down crap. Everybody, like, where are real fans? I know there's some fans out there that want to do the clap thing, like, they want to clap their hands, but you see nothing but, oh, got my thumbs down. Like, it's so funny. I know. I actually got in a Thunderdome once. And they were like, well, they're, they're all right, let's show the that. universe they how have- you feel about such and such coming out to the ring. I'm just like, this is stupid. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you have to talk about that. You have to talk about your Thunderdome experience. That's our next side test. All right, let's. Tell me about. Tell right. me about being so I'd rather window. watch it on TV. Let's move it's, it's to that. I have to hear about the chances this. of you getting seen on TV are like one in a hundred, <laughs> one in a million. And on top of that, who cares if you get seen on TV? I'm 34 years old. I don't care about being seen on a freaking digital screen at this point. I'd rather be seen on TV in person. So it's stupid. One, and then they try to tell you what to do. They'll go to a commercial break and then. When it's about to go back on air, like 10 seconds before it goes back on air, as if you were on the set of Jerry Springer, they say, all right, everybody put your hands in the air and wave them so that they see it on the WWE Universe. Or, all right, tell everybody how you feel about Roman Reigns. Wait, wait so who's directing It is a guy who's on screen telling you? us to do it. Like, Somebody who's like a guy on screen job. that's telling you to do this? No, it's not anybody noteworthy. It's just some random dude <laughs> who's got a job in WWE. And it's, it's, I'd rather – I did it once, and, you know, I was bored one day, and I was like, ooh, let me see if I can get in here. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm not hyped about it. I'm going to just try. And so happens I got in. I was like, oh, snap, I got into it. All right, well, let's see how it is. And I did it. I had to watch it from my laptop. It kept buffering. And 
sound was off. And then they kept coming in with, all right, everybody, let's tell everybody how you feel about Bailey. No, they didn't tell you who to boo cheer. They just told you to tell the audience or tell the wrestlers how you feel about them when they show up on the screen. I'm just like, all right, so why is there so many people? Everybody has their thumb down for for the Roman Reigns where a few months ago, if you looked in the crowd, even back then, as much as fans hated him in the past, people were cheering for him. Makes no sense. Yeah, they probably didn't want to yeah. put me on there because I wasn't bo- putting a thumbs have down. Have a boo soundtrack on there. <laughs> it feels like it probably feels like so. It feels like being on like um, you know what, like a taped show for like like being an extra. <laughs> I just thought about set. it. They probably like, look at the screen because I know they have a lot talk. of people looking at who shows up on the screen. And they're like, whoever's got thumbs down, let's put them on the screen. The ones with the thumbs up and they're cheering, we're not going to put them on the screen for people to see. We're going to put them so they can't see them. It has to be that way. With so many thumbs down for Rome. Everybody had their thumb down for him. And you know not everybody would have oh, their yeah. thumb down for him. For anybody, for that matter. That's no. No. character on the show. That's why he has to face The Rock or... Or Daniel Bryan, or he's probably going to get anybody shooting. who WWE portrays as a heel. <laughs> they had fans on these right now. Thunderdomes, like, nobody's they show the fans it. that all have their thumbs down. You don't see anybody clapping or cheering. I look. Other than Seth Rollins, I'm not with Rollins right now. Just big so I always I said that Dean Ambrose hate. was my favorite Shield member from the get go. Yeah. So. I mean, they gave him – he had every opportunity to get over it. He, he got to defeat Brock Lesnar clean, decisively. He's like one of the only guys to do that. And then he cried to the fiend because it's Bray White in a mask. When we saw him, like, cowering in the corner, I was like, who told him this was a good <laughs> idea? Okay, uh, Seth, we you to cry in the corner. <laughs> like, like Austin would have been like, I'm not doing that. There ain't no way in hell, son, that I'm no going to do that. And that's the bottom that. line. Because yeah. Joe, so Joe said so. What? <laughs> like, I'm, is Seth, but also Seth did himself no favors when he started going on there and saying, well, you know, we're just as good as New Japan and AEW. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> What show are you watching? <laughs> All right, man. So uh, yeah, we covered everything. I think that about wraps it up with uh, everything here. You know, we'll, I think we've covered everything. Um, so yeah, definitely. And if you're not already following, I go follow you, the wrestling uh, super fan on Instagram. Right. Best Instagram page out there. I promise. If you're a fan of wrestling, you'll be following my page. That's right. He- awesome he's got he's got he's, he's got ecw stuff he's got wwe stuff he's got he's got everything and he's got ecw clips with the music from the time not the uh wwe copyrighted whatever that is so that's one of the best parts his page is awesome i love it everything's great go follow it the wrestling it was a pleasure man Instagram, and I will talk to you later, man. All right.
about does it. I want to thank the wrestling superfan on Instagram. Once again, his handle is the wrestling superfan. And I think this went very well. And I'd like to thank you for listening to the show. And I'd like to thank you for all the support. And I will see you next time on the DMF.